it gives us all kind of other benefits that we that we understand now you know we got credibility we got validation we got understanding where our very good direction in the in the future and it also give as organization we are meeting the market earlier than other medical device companies because we already engage we have operation we have support we we have all the components that needed for commercialization Welcome to Medsider Radio, where you can learn from proven medtech and healthcare thought leaders through uncut and unedited interviews. Now, here's your host, Scott Nelson. Hey everyone, it's Scott. In this episode of Medsider, I sat down with the CEO of Extrodes, Ziv Perriman. After completing his PhD in neurocognitive science with a specialization on understanding consciousness, Ziv has spent the past 12 years focused on the intersection of data and physiology. Together with Professor Yale Hanian, they founded Extrodes, makers of innovative sensor technology. Here are a few of the things that we discussed in this conversation. First, when developing your technology, think about creative ways to potentially commercialize in advance of regulatory approval. For Extrodes, that meant selling the product as part of a research kit, which has led to critical learnings for the company. Second, focus on building a solid company infrastructure from the start. Don't skip during this period as it's critical for discovering the kinks in your technology, receiving key feedback from end users, and partnering with impactful players. Third, avoid manufacturing custom products that are not critical to your core technology stack. Invest more resources in finding off-the-shelf solutions rather than depleting your budget trying to recreate the wheel. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to let you know that we recently released the second volume of Medsider Mentors, which summarizes the key learnings from the most popular Medsider interviews over the last six months or so. Look, it's tough to listen or read every single Medsider interview that comes out, even the best ones, but there are so many valuable lessons you can glean from the founders and CEOs that join our program. So that's why we decided to create Medsider Mentors. It's the easiest way for you to learn from the world's best medical device and health technology entrepreneurs in one central place. If you're interested in learning more, head over to medsiderradio.com forward slash mentors. Premium members get free access to all past and future volumes. If you're not a premium member yet, you should definitely consider signing up. In addition to every volume of Medsider Mentors, you'll get full access to the entire library of interviews dating back to 2010. This includes conversations with experts like Erica Rogers, CEO of Silk Road Medical, Dr. David Albert, founder of AliveCore, and so many others. In addition, as a premium member, you'll get to join live interviews with these incredible medtech and health tech entrepreneurs. Learn more by visiting medsiderradio.com forward slash mentors. Again, that's medsiderradio.com forward slash mentors. Ziv, welcome to Medsider Radio. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks, Scott. I'm glad to be here today. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation. It's like a um we'll be going deep on your technology, and there's a lot of overlap between between kind of the, the consumer health and more traditional kind of med tech space. So I'm I'm super interested to to dive into this conversation. But before we get too deep, let's start with a uh, kind of a um a high-level overview about yourself, right? I provided a, a bio at sort of the outset of this uh this episode. But tell us a little bit more about your professional background uh, leading up to uh, your current role as uh, the CEO of uh, Extrodes. Sure. I'm 44 years old. I studied physics philosophy and a, a PhD in neurocognitive science. I focus in consciousness, understanding consciousness. Once I complete my PhD, I decided that I would like to move from the theoretical part of science into the applicative side. And I moved to the field that uh, 
connect data and physiology. Mm. So over the last 12 years, I'm focused on the conjunction between data and physiology. I started in the field of brain, understanding the secrets or decipher the signals of our brain. Mm. Then I moved to the field of neurostimulation and monitoring for brain. We have a closed loop, both invasive and non-invasive technology to affect the brain. And several years ago, I met my co-founder, Professor Yael Hanin. She is a world expert in the field of human-machine interface and uh, a brilliant researcher. And uh, she built some new sensor in order to feel the body in a new way, in a unique way. Uh, we had a small project. And later on, we decided there is something bigger that we can have with this technology. And we decided together to establish Extrad. So over the last few years, we are in this exciting process, this exciting adventure of extras. Got it. And you, you know, we're recording this um, in the back, the back half of 2022, and it looks like you started kind of extrodes about three years ago, correct? At least based on your LinkedIn yes. profile, about mid mid 2019. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. Very good. So tell us a little bit more about what what this technology is, what the devices uh, are, and then sort of how how this idea that you just referenced came about. So we develop a unique medical grade wearable sensor that allows to monitor the body. It can monitor your heart, your muscle, and even the brain. The current solutions that are available today at the clinic and hospitals are very common technology to measure this electrophysiology that we call electrophysiology monitoring, but they are limited to the hospitals because it's very uh, sensitive signals. And when you try to measure it in regular environment, usually you get a noise. So we developed a skin patch that allow us to attach it to your skin. It's very comfortable. You can barely notice it. And it can measure your body signal in a very accuracy way. So our technology contains this skin patch, electronic device, and analytic layers that allows to make sense with all the patterns and the signals that we can extract from your body. Our main product that we are focused on is sleep. To have a full PSG, polysonography test, sleep study at your home. Mm. But our product and the next products will be in many additional directions. Today, there are more than 100 clinical uses of electrophysiology within the health system in the US. We believe that we can be the platform that address most of them, but from home. Hmm. And you ask where it came from. So we started with a simple solution to measure the brain, to replace the EEG in a very simple way. But once we saw it and we saw the signal quality that we get, and we, we understood there is larger potential here. And we found a way to integrate actually several systems in a single device. So we can integrate both the heart activity ECG, muscle activity EMG, and the brain activity EEG in a very small device. And then we understood that there is something huge that we can have with such a platform. Got it. And so, um, and I'm looking at your, your, uh, your, your 
sort of your wearable patches right now at xroads.com. So if you're listening to this interview um, and want to want to jump on the site um, after the fact, it's X, like the the letter X, xroads.com. So X-T-R-O-D-E-S.com, xroads.com. So so um, Ziv, if I understand this right, these are like little little wearable patches and are, do they do they sync up sort of wirelessly with a, a different device or like where, how do, uh, as a user or a clinician, how do I read the data that's being sensed from, or that's being collected from these sensors? So you have sensors that you attach to your skin. It's important to emphasize that these sensors are flexible and softer than your skin. So you actually don't fit them and they keep the same location and attach to your skin in a very optimized way, even during movement. It's a dry electrode, so you don't need gel. So they can attach to your skin up to four days. And they connect it to a small electronic device. We call it data acquisition unit that has a battery and a, a Bluetooth transmitter. And then you can send the information either to Android device or PC and then to the cloud. Got so it. basically you can use our system in two modes. One is streaming, so you have a real-time signals of your body. The second one is logger. If you don't want to stream it, for example, it's during sleep, you can just collect the data on the device, and then in the morning, you connect it to USB, and then it uploads to the cloud. Got it. Okay. Very good. I think that's uh, and if if uh, if you're if you want to learn a little bit more about the technologies, there's some great some great images on on this on the website that I just mentioned. Um, but but Ziv, so I'm I'm familiar with, and I think probably a lot of the the listeners are are familiar um, or wear an Apple Watch, right, to track you know certain certain data. Um, I myself uh, wear an Aura Ring. Um, Whoop is another popular wearable device, etc. So. Uh, without getting like too far into the weeds or you know providing too much detail, I, I get the sense that your technology is just it's it's better, right? It's it's sort of medical grade sensing technology that you know you're providing or giving access to people in their own homes. Is that the way the best way to sum sum that up, or, or like are there other sort of granular details that you want to provide about like how how extrodes differ from some of those other more consumer wearables that I mentioned? Uh, I wouldn't say it better because they have some uh, aspects that are better from our solution. I, I think that are, when we talk about sleep, there are amazing solutions on a wellness level, hmm. like uh, rings, mattresses, watches, and so on that you mentioned. They, they are great, but they are uh, still limited with the information that you can extract from them. And you can't use it for clinical use. The second layer of, the, of uh, tools that are available today are tools, medical-grade solution, but focused only on sleep apnea. But when you need information, even within sleep apnea, a better diagnostic, diagnostic or in, on other sleep disorders, you are limited and you must go for a sleep clinic. Mm. And this is where our tools provide a unique solution. To have a full PSG instead of clinic at your own bed. Got it. And and with this medical grade, actually, it was one of our main challenges because uh, we have a very cool device. And when you see it, you you feel it. You see it's very cool. And we had to decide whether we're approaching a wellness device that goes to consumer level or to make it a medical device that go to the medical part. 
And at the beginning, we, we, we try to decide which path is better for us. And at the end, we decide that we will start with the medical path. So we will start with a full medical device with regulatory approval, with FDA clearance, and so on. And after, we will establish our credibility and our solution and the data from the medical, then we can expand to the other field. Got it. Got it. Very good. And I mentioned earlier, you know, we're recording this about, you know, a little over three years since you, uh, since you started the company. Give us a sense for, uh, for where you're at now in terms of, you know, development, regulatory, commercialization, you know, just a, a better sense for the listeners uh, around the, the life cycle sort of of the, of the company. So we, we already have a product, available product. We are in the process with the FDA. We had a pre-sub with the FDA and in the process for full submission. And regarding commercialization, we decided to have something that uh, it's, it's less common. Uh, so we decided not to wait until we have an FDA clearance. And we decided to sell a, a different product subset of the product for research purposes. And it started from the fact that uh, we published, actually, Yael, the CTO and the co-founder, presented this technology in many conferences and uh, many peers and uh, uh, other researchers asked to have access to such a technology, not only for sleep, but you can use it for many other electrophysiology uses, in the field of EMG, EEG, and many other fields. So we decided that we would like to provide them access to the technology because we won't have the capacity to deal with all the more than 100 available applications for such a technology. So at the beginning, we sold a, a prototype. This year, we, we start selling it as a product. And actually, uh, in next month, in the SFN, it's the biggest uh, 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 neuroscience uh, conference, we will uh, launch our uh, research product together with Emotive, and we start to sell a, a full kit for research purposes. Ah, cool. So in commercial, commercialization, way, we, we start to sell it for research. We believe that we will have more researchers and clinicians that will use it for research and to expand understanding of the product. Uh, and we, meanwhile, we are promoting our clearance to use the medical device. Got it. Very good. That's super helpful. So let's use that. Let's use kind of that that overview as a as a um, kind of a transition point to to sort of go back in time and l- learn a little bit more about the you know, your journey professionally, right? But also more specifically, you know uh, what you've learned over the past you know three years getting to this point with Extrodes. Um, and when you so so when you think about you know some of those first you know alpha uh, and maybe even beta versions of of uh, of your of your you know the the extra device. What are some of the, the key things that you've learned either developing those and, and maybe frame that up around, you know, in your experience, where do most, you know, life science or med tech entrepreneurs specifically make the most mistakes when they're kind of iterating on those early concepts? At the beginning, our core IP was focused on the sensor, the skin patch that attached to the skin and the analytic layer. We uh, had to uh, we miss the electronics part, what is the amplifier of the data acquisition unit. At the beginning, we try to find the solution off the shelf uh, to integrate with our system. We tried, I think, three or four of them. 
and unfortunately we could they they didn't uh, meet our needs so at the end we decided that we also develop our own electronics so for alpha and beta we entered to this adventure to develop our own electronics so on one hand it, it's amazing because you have exactly what you need and if you see the electronics device that we have it's like multi uh, modality system six modality in a single system in the size of a headphone uh, airpods but it's it's a real shift of resources and we started to recruit more and more uh, uh, experienced technician and increase our R&D and to have more and more uh, budget, to increase the budget in order to have this uh, solution. And at the end, it's, it took us a year and a half and several millions in order to have the results that we have today. So mm-hmm. it shifts our focus from what we are the best sensor and data and we we found ourselves in a new adventure of uh, developing electronics Got so it. <laughs> if you ask me what is the lesson i think that uh, i would look harder uh, and uh, invest more resources to find something off the shelf if we understand that it's not core part of our technology because any such decision takes so much effort and resources and time for your organization. I Got think it. this is my lesson. So if I'm if I'm hearing you right, um, if it's not like you said, if it's not a core, it's not the secret sauce, right, or the core kind of a core aspect of your technology, you know, spend allocate enough time and budget towards trying to find an off the shelf solution, so you don't have to build it yourself. But on the flip side, if it is if it is a key component, right? If it is part of that secret sauce, don't be afraid of spending the necessary, you know, funds or capital, right, to develop that yourself. Is that a fair fair takeaway? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, very good, very good. Um, let's let's jump. Um, uh, let's jump to um, kind of this topic of, of of clinical research, right? You just mentioned that you know it's next month. It sounds like you're um, you're you know you're uh, you're going to be you know launching a device and or a, um, kind of a partnership with with Emotive, you know, and you're you've got a, a PhD, right? So I, I'm I'm assuming you're you know you're 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 always going to look for scientific evidence that supports a certain device or how you know how you know the, the claims around a certain a certain product. So talk to us a little bit more about kind of your your approach to actually validating that Extrodes does what it really you know what you say it does. So I think that unlike many other solutions that try to mimic original signals of electrophysiology, for example, when you measure uh, heart activity, you can measure it with ECG, or you can use all kinds of other sensor in order to estimate your ECG, your heart activity. It's also for EEG and for EMG. So I think unlike other devices, our devices actually measure the direct measures that you measure in the hospital and in the clinic. So for us, the basic clinical study was to compare head-to-head our system with the golden standard system within the hospital. So I will take sleep as an example. We take patient, 
we use a golden standard system, commercial systems that used today in the hospital. And on the same patient simultaneously, we use our electrode. So when we compare it, we compare it in two levels. One is a more physical level that we compare the wavelet. We, we compare that our EEG look exactly like the golden standard, the clinical standard EEG. So this is the first level. The second level is to give this data and the output of our system and the output of the other system to an expert, either physician or a sleep scorer and so on, in order to see that they can extract the same clinical information from the data. So basically, the process that we've done uh, for each one of the modalities to compare it head to head with the golden standard systems. We also, uh, so this is, I think, like the sum of our studies. We have other studies for specific clinical uses that we show that you can use such technology at home for this application. And on top of it, uh, we provide the system for other researchers, and they do all kinds of crazy studies. We we can we don't we don't try to control it. We provide it for researchers and clinicians to do whatever they would like to do. And there are so many cool studies. I can mention some of them. There is a very nice study that done in Tel Aviv University that measure the uh, facial expression with EMG and shows that you can learn about light detection in a better accuracy than a polygraph. And you have a study that measures the back pain for back pain, the, the gesture of your back when you are sitting. So th there are plenty of study in multiple uh, fields, and we just enjoy to see how you can take advantage of such platform for so many different applications. Huh. That's super interesting. Um, and so it sounds like you've had a fair amount of inbound interest, right, in using in using the technology for clinical research. Is that like seeing some of those signals, I guess, from from the market? Is that does that did that factor into your decision to kind of uh, pursuing more of this clinical research path from a commercialization uh, standpoint? Uh, yes, I, I think it started from the inbound request hmm. and. I think that uh, Yael, my co-founder, uh, she is a, a researcher <laughs> and she really likes this technology. And at the beginning, there was a frustration when once we understand that we, we understood that we can't apply and, and use this technology for so many applications. So I think that we understood that it it's, it's a reasonable thing to do, to give access to such a technology. And I think it gives us all kinds of other benefits that we, that we understand now. You know, we got credibility, we got validation, we got understanding where our very good direction in the, in the future. And it also gives, as an organization, we are meeting the market earlier than other medical device companies. Because we already engage, we have operation, we have support, we, we have all the components that needed for commercialization. Hey there, it's Scott, and thanks for listening in so far. The rest of this conversation is only available via our private podcast for MedSider Premium members. If you're not a premium member yet, you should definitely consider signing up. 
You'll get full access to the entire library of interviews dating back to 2010. This includes conversations with experts like Renee Ryan, CEO of Cala Health, Nadeem Yared, CEO of CVRX, and so many others. As a premium member, you'll get to join live interviews with these incredible medical device and health technology entrepreneurs. In addition, you'll get a copy of every volume of MedSider Mentors at no additional cost. To learn more, head over to medsiderradio.com forward slash premium. Again, that's medsiderradio.com forward slash premium.